0: Welcome to the WP Tonic this week in WordPress and Tech podcast, a roundtable discussion with leading WordPress tech experts. Here's your hosts, Jonathan Denwood and Andrew Palmer.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic this week in Tech Roundtable show. This is episode six six six, the Mark of the Beast, and uh, we've got a great panel. Got some great stories. We're going to we're going to be talking about the block editor side panels. Um, We're going to be talking about the controversial Peter Teer. We've got a load of stories. I'm going to let the panel quickly introduce themselves. Let's start with our special guests for this show, a friend of the show,
2: Vito. Vito, would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe? Yes, it's good to be back. Uh, My name is Vito. I'm the founder of Adarim, uh, which is a platform that helps uh, web agencies collaborate with their clients and internally with their team. And I've got my friend Sally. Sally, would you like to quickly introduce yourself?
3: Hi, Uh, uh, I'm uh, Sally Getch, the WP fangirl and uh, particular fan of pretty much everything Gutenberg.
1: There we go. There must be one out there. Um, I've got Spence. I've got Spencer. Spencer, would you
4: like to introduce yourself? Hey, it's, excuse me, I'm, I'm so verklempt from being here. It's Spence from WP Launchify. Right. I've got my friend,
1: Andrew. Andrew, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Oh, hi. Just as I was drinking a coffee. Thank you for that. Um, I'm Andrew Palmer, Bertha.ai and WP
5: plus.com
1: Yeah, I thought you would appreciate that. There we go. Um, I've got John, <laughs> my friend John. <laughs>
5: John you... from Lockdown SEO.
1: You know it. Right, and before we go into the stories, I've just got a quick message from one of our major sponsors, Castos. We'll be back in a few moments. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface really easy to use and you're not penalized for success they have a flat rate pricing structure don't matter how many podcasts you make how many downloads you achieve you are just play at one fixed rate with castos plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing we're coming back. I just want to say that Castos has just got a great special offer for the tribe, plus there's some other great offers and recommendations if you're looking for a Pacific plugin. To get all this, you go to wptonic slash recommendations and you'll be able to see the offers and the recommendations there. So let's go straight into it, panel. Uh, we've got a couple, I combined a couple WordPress stories, block editor sidebar panels, and a story about possibilities around the theme directory. Spencer, what did you think of these particular two stories?
4: Uh, two things to start out. First of all, I want to welcome Jonathan Dunwood back. He seems like he's definitely fully caffeinated and in rare form. With that intro, by the way, that was... It was just... more... Prof- I'm trying to get more professional, <laughs> I? You, know. You, I? You're like a man who's come back with a passion. So I appreciate that. Um, I actually saw this story. I was uh, number two to post my comments because it seems to have overlapped quite well with everything we talk about in the show. And it just is another example of, can't we all just talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room here and say, WordPress lives and breathes on people making money, monetizing their plugins. And instead of pretending like people don't have spray paint and spray paint bridges with their tags to get attention, that we should give them a unified way of doing it so that everybody isn't trying to get more clever than the guy before them or girl before them. And it seems like there was a number of other comments on the same page of, come on already. Like now we've got all these new places to spray paint in the side of the Gutenberg, and then it's going to be in the blocks and then it's going to be in the email. And remember last year or a year and a half ago, I argued with maybe, I don't know who else was here. I don't think it was Vito, but it was definitely Adrian Toby. where I was arguing with how pissed off I am when a certain plugin I turn on for a client drags me away from the install over to the you know other part of the site. This is all part of the same thing. If we had a unified process that anybody who's a professional can control, We'd all be better for it. Thank you. It's nice yeah. to be here. I'll see you next week. <laughs> all right. That's great. So, Sally, <laughs> <laughs> Sally what have you got to say, Sally? Uh, I, I,
3: you know, I, I suppose it was inevitable. I haven't seen this uh, happen, but, you know, uh, I, I think the, uh, that there is an absolutely hi- hysterical comment in here in the second to last paragraph. The post editor was a place of solace. An escape from the commotion (laughs) allowed through the admin notices hook elsewhere. It was a quiet room for focusing on content. I don't know. I'm pretty sure nobody has ever previously described the post editor as a place of solace. And, you know, much as I love Gutenberg, the post editor can still be a place of frustration. Um, But Spencer, of course, and and the commenters are absolutely right about, like, could we have a standardized policy and method. Uh, you know, people should be able to do some level of advertising for their products, but, you know, <clears throat> we don't want it to be disruptive to the user You've experience. got to get
1: in front of our
4: plug. Anyway, when my kids were younger, I used to take them to the post editor to put them down for their nap. <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> so Vito, you you you're
1: not you're not one of these horrible plugin people that takes no. over the whole
2: screen, do you? No, we don't. Oh, we do. Uh, oh. When you install, uh, we take you to an onboarding wizard, or else people don't know what to do. It's a complex plugin. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we do take them through like a three step. Uh, okay, thing. it Hopefully was it was process. you and
4: Adrian at the same time then I think, right?
2: Yeah. Because uh, you know, if it's just like. Um, I agree with you. If it's uh, a, like a download plugin or I don't know clone page functionality, then it doesn't make sense. But if it's a system, if it's a platform that needs to be trained on, that needs to have st- steps that will allow you to get started and get things moving, then it's essential. It's not even uh, it's not even a choice. You have to do it for, well, for you the want sake of it-
3: but what if you're installing that plugin and a bunch of other things and you want to do the configuring step later?
2: True, sure. yeah. that, that uh, does happen. You got to click back. So we added one no. click back. But Vito, Vito's
4: right, and I'm not disagreeing with the reason, but I think we should have an option for professionals. For example, even in WooCommerce, changing in the other direction, they become hyper aggressive with their onboarding mechanism. Whereas in the old days, you could just opt out of it with one click. Now it is like going to GoDaddy or something like that. And if you're a professional, that becomes quite an annoyance and a disruption when you have to do this again and again. So if we gave the professionals an opt-out option, even if it's under the hood somewhere, that would be a great way to solve the problem, right? Everybody... Click back. What's that? Click Back.
3: back. I can you? I I'm not good at WPCLI. You can't escape can, the can you active? Promise. Can you activate <laughs> stuff with WPCLI?
1: What's the same true? Think of this.
0: <laughs> well, I I think we're we're talking across purposes. Actually, you're talking about plugins advertising their goods and wares. But yeah, and yeah, yeah right we're yeah, for a, a second. Whereas we're talking, you know, like, you know, berthaai has got a. a, a um yeah. an onboarding stuff. We, you know, I've right. got a couple of Woo plugins they've got onboarding because they're like Vito says, it's it's they're complex. But there is I think in um in WooCommerce there is a skip button. I haven't installed it for a couple of weeks. Has that skip button gone away? But there's normally a skip It doesn't set work up.
4: the same way anymore. All right, okay. All right. Well, I skips I, back I, you know, to the first
0: idea. step. I tend to use It, it doesn't let
4: you out of the loop. And furthermore, there's about 20 upsells, which again, you're right, it's a cross but I think isn't it part of the larger conversation of can we identify and and acknowledge there's professionals who use WordPress for clients versus end clients and that the professionals should have a way to bypass that entire congestion.
3: Well,
5: and the clients should
3: be be
4: noticed
0: if you've done this before, click here, you know, or whatever, whatever, you know, but, you know some plugins are are complex and you need, need to learn them there's intro videos and all that kind of stuff but yes, oh if, yeah if no i mean onboarding
3: about... is is good to have it, sure. it it's it's the fourth thing but yeah this like let's stick ads everywhere yeah i don't it, agree with that you know i
2: can't stand it, it. right so.
3: like what we need is basically a like here is the path for advertising and everybody has to adhere to it yeah, um, while, while,
0: while John's asking me a question, I'll make my point. The, the one that I really want to call out, I really want to call them out. Sorry, Sally, but I just need to make this point. Go ahead, is, it's your turn. Is, is all in one SEO, right? Because it drives me crazy. Always asking me, how are you getting on with it? Do you want to upgrade? Do you want to do this? Stop it, right? Stop it. I don't. I'm a developer. Stop it! Stop I don't it! I don't know your stupid questions every 10 seconds. Stop it, mate. Stop
1: it. Stop it, mate. What, uh, Stop it.
0: brings,
3: brings cave, in all those review nags. It's like, yo, installing this for record, the 50th time gonna, on a client site, go away. I'm going to recall these
1: little Angie Andrew, Andrew is this
4: your new sound acoustically oh. nice cave? It's much... Much nicer sound. And yeah, I did it all
0: to actually. I finished it off today. I still have one wall, but it sound my very, hand is very good because it's I have to use a, a squeezer thing, and it's just I'm you know, I'm not a DIY. That's, guy.
1: that's a bit you know. too personal, Andrew. So, John, um, John's <laughs> John, Sweden, Joe, John, what do you think In of a this? Brown
5: uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not it, going, I'm, not, I'm not going there, Andrew. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. See, I mean, it, it, the biggest problem is um, with WordPress, whether it's like self-hosted or I don't. I, I don't. I'm not sure about .com, but you know, it, it, if they're trying to grow their market share against like other solutions, um, these types of like um, beg, you know, asking people to upgrade to the premium version it it just makes it look cheap um it it annoys the the power users and and the you know people like us that build websites for people it confuses clients um you know the the site owners so uh, there should be a place where this sort of thing exists maybe on the plugin screen you can see like which ones you could upgrade to premium or, you know, but it shouldn't be like everywhere. I mean, that was the whole point of the, you know, the, the new editor being clean and a good just, experience. And it just, yeah, it's the same old thing, just different, yeah. you know. I would, I would like
2: what? to take the other, the other approach to just try to show this from, from the other point of view. Um, When you go into any other platform, right? If you go to whatever, Webflow, Shopify, or anything like that, They will try to upgrade. Do you have to swear
1: on this podcast?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or or, or not only that, like any SaaS, you know, any 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 application on the internet, there has to be a business model behind it to keep it alive, and uh, and and that means that someone needs to pay, and someone needs to see a marketing message so that they will know that they need to pay. So the other people can actually keep supporting the product and expand this. And yeah, I think. And this. Um, just to Yeah, finish but Mailchimp. Off, th- I, I just want to
3: a little teeny I, upgrade I, button by your login. Yeah, didn't. sure. Who does I, Mailchimp? I, I, <laughs> Mailchimp. Yeah, I
2: just want to. I just want re- um, finish this. But no, um, they, have, they have many paths inside Mailchimp for upgrades. It's not just an upgrade button. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they lock you out of features. They they uh, restrict you out of uh, certain certain uh,
3: areas. Oh, sure. There the are some. There. I know. There's things you can't do if you don't pay. And but that's true with like all of the premium hmm. plugins, right? You yeah, I think. You
2: um, I feature. just want to. I just. Want yeah, but record. when you get there, sorry, Jonathan. When you get to that, so when you go oh, to, uh, you're being you.
1: very argumentative, Paddle. Let me finish this, okay. will you? Uh, um, wrong, yeah. I just want to recap. Um, I think it's a balance, but um I do see yeah, what Vito's saying, but I just think we've seen gross misuse of this. Um but when it comes to onboarding, I think Vito, there were I totally agree with Andrew, we were mixing two things. I think it's yeah. with a plug like what Vito has and other plugins, it's quite legitimate to have onboarding process. But like Spencer says, you should have the ability to quickly switch it off. I want a kill switch. uh, A kill switch. But when it comes to upgrading, I think that's a whole other can about how WordPress is financed. And I think these really appalling examples where certain plugin authors have just put it all over the place is more of a sign of a, a deep problem in how plugins have announced and the whole ecosystem in general. It's a symptom of something else. Um but that's my take. I want to go on to story two. Oh hey, this can is a the...
0: just postscript what you just said. Yeah sure. You I agree with you because Shopify, you get seven days free trial, that's it, or 14 days max and then you have to pay for it. And that's that that, that I that I think should be a model mm. that plugin developers and WordPress should take on board, and allow commercial, really commercialised plugins on the on the repository to say this is a free trial, and that's that's cool. the issue with it's self hosted. It's you can't, can't really do that. It's,
2: no, you can't do that against
1: can, the, the, the GPL uh, standards. Exactly, but you you know for pro
0: features you've got to
1: pay. There, for it. There's, there's ways of getting around out of it, but let's go on to story two. Um, The uh, infamous, and some would say notorious, Peter Thier is stepping down from the meta board, i.e. Facebook. Peter, who's a a libertarian but has spent most of his career suing independent media. Uh, (laughs) Please don't sue me, Peter. Uh, um, So, who shall I start? Um, Let's start with Vito. So, what do you... What do you think of Peter leaving his beloved Facebook board, which I think he's been a member of the board for over fifteen years, Peter?
2: Right, I couldn't really see the um, the actual reason. Uh, you know, they're just kind of thanking him, or uh, you know, I couldn't find why this really happened. So, to be honest, well, John, can
1: I can I give you why I think? Um, well, he's publicly stated that he will be financing a host of extreme right-wing Republicans and um, reported, uh, alleged, he is a supporter of a widespread, like the Proud Boys and other far-right groups that he personally finances. Seemingly, he has ambitions to get into politics in a much more upfront way veto so um, some people say that's why he decided to leave the
2: Facebook world. If under if it's under these circumstances I think he did the right thing it's not it's not his viewpoint uh, they're going in a different direction than what he he believes in and he should keep doing what he wants to do right so John what
5: do you think of this story John yeah so I'm also reading this other one that is uh, in the New York Times on on Peter Till and he is leaving facebook with the express purpose of using the wealth he's accumulated there to back trump aligned uh politicians and um it's it's funny though because this this other article not the one that you put in there but it says that silicon valley is large largely liberal and that's you know that's a misconception the bay area is um Got a more diverse demographic than, say, uh, the, the middle America, like the the flyover states, uh, w- which are predominantly uh, white. But Silicon Valley, as far as the decision makers and the VCs and the people who run the companies, it's predominantly white, and they're predominantly um, libertarian or conservative. And in fact, Peter Thiel is a big reason why uh, Facebook. Uh, kept Donald Trump um, his his uh, accounts and um, well, I think you're uh, right, uh, I think yeah, you're no, right I mean, and it, it says okay. So here's a quote from Peter Thiel. In, in case you're confused by this, he said that um, he would rather have PizzaGate and QAnon stories on Facebook uh, than the Ministry of Truth, and that's that's what I'm saying about. Uh, the free speech thing. It's free speech as long as it's the right basically speech. pro-white supremacist talking points, um, conspiracy theories. And by the way, too, the most popular stories on Facebook each day are far-right, consp- you know, um, podcast hosts and, and people who pump this yeah. stuff like Fox News um, day yeah. and night. And so Peter Thiel is a big reason, you know, not that people – wouldn't lean this way anyway, because you can't turn a person toward a way that they don't want to go. But he's a big reason why, um, you know, your uncle and your grandpa and your uh, grandma here in the United States or or in other places, they believe all these weird like conspiracy theories, him, Fox News, uh, you know, these other, you know, right wing podcasters and stuff that just pump white grievance night and day. So Yeah. So, Spencer, uh, I think it would
1: be fair to say that Peter's had an enormous um, influence on Mark Zatterberg and the direction at Facebook. Um, I sense its some ways it's been a good thing for Mark, but also Peter's influence has got Mark into a lot of trouble. And because of the share price and what's happened recently, um, it's coming to a head that Peter's influence is is causing Facebook quite a bit of problems now. What do you feel, Spencer?
4: Um, Peter Thiel is playing the I'm a a billionaire white guy playbook to a T, which includes now I have enough money that nobody can touch me and I can move into the power game of politics, whether it's, you know, Dismantling bridges, or thinking you can without asking, or whether it's essentially what Jonathan, uh, with, what John had said. If you if you look into the actual details of what he's done and said, and what he's talked about, with everything from universities to <laughs> politics, um, it, 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 he is a fascist. I mean, he's it just is, yeah. he is a it dangerous is. person on so many levels because. I don't think it matters, but when you look at his personal uh, orientations and his history and upbringing, he has what many psychologists would call like a self-loathing because he is the opposite of who he grew up to be. And he's the opposite of what his at least stated preferences are. So he goes out and funds people that in other realms would do harm to people like him if he didn't have the money and the influence. And you see that a lot in politics. You see that in religion, you know, the the particular person who's on the pulpit saying do all these things and they're doing the opposite in real life. And it happens. Yeah,
1: but I get back to the tech side. How much influence the, the, the do side, you think he's, had, he's, is, he's
4: the, had on Mark? How the much tech side is this that? simple. You just watch the social network. I mean, it's just it lays it out in simpleton terms, but like he basically allowed facebook to be created by making the right introductions and zuckerberg has his own version of this but zuckerberg is a geek teal is a, a politically oriented you know person like i don't see in a in a, a faraway judgment mark zuckerberg will never in a million years run for any political office ever no, no. i sure hope not Peter i do hope teal, I'll tell you how you has, has money and power and he wants to use it for whatever his twisted version of our world should be. And along with a list of other people who seem to be, oh, I've got billions. I'm going into politics now. Uh, even Dr. fucking Oz. Seriously. <laughs> Mehmet Oz running for an office in a Republican <laughs> state who he's got such a laundry list of problems to deal with, but yet he still goes into it. It's something weird about human nature, isn't it? I mean, it speaks it's loudly. Something weird about America. Um, Andrew,
1: um, so what do you think? What? How much influence do I? I think Peter's had an enormous influence on Mark Zatterberg and the way Facebook, the direction Facebook went. What do you reckon, Andrew? Oh, he's leaving
0: a sinking ship. That's what he's doing. He's getting his money out before he loses even more. Because, Probably um, true. You know, it's just meta is changing, Facebook shares are diving, it's gonna be broken up. They're suggesting um, you know, that they're not gonna be in Europe anymore in the European Union have gone, all right then, see ya. You know, because then maybe, they really maybe he's not getting yeah, off the sinking
4: ship monetarily, just politically, he's getting off of it because well, he's
0: getting he's getting off it because it's gonna be, you know, he can't People, people who have extreme views—left, right, or middle—right, middle don't have extreme views. We know, but left or right will affect a company's share prices. So the other directors have probably said to him, "You know, Sling Europe, mate, you, you're a bit too extreme for us. We need you to to go away." And he's looked at it. I thought, think oh, they what?
1: fear. I think they fear him a bit too, him, I'm too much. Off. I think they fear him a bit more than that. He's a notorious bully, you bully and aggressive you know, what individual. What
0: damage can he do? He can he can do a lot of damage now when he leaves. But he's not going to. He's still going to be a shareholder of Facebook. But he's going to he's going to cash in some of his shares to finance, the, you know, the flat earthers and the people that believe that masks shouldn't be worn and all that kind of stuff. But so you know, it's not. Is it going to affect me in my little life bu- bu- bubble in the UK? I don't think it is. So. Get on with it, guys. It's your it's your problem to live with.
1: Well, I think you. Um, but wasn't Facebook in your own election that resulted in the present disaster of a prime minister? Wasn't it highly influenced by Facebook I, marketing? No, no,
0: I don't. I don't think it was. I mean, the influence was um, started by a bloke called Nigel, who then, as soon as he got his result. Pissed off, you know, just you know, because he could, he knew it he knew that Brexit was unworkable. But although he just went boom, 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 let's let's do Brexit. I mean, you know, I think it was uh a situation Yeah,
4: the the biggest the big sure
0: Facebook. I
4: don't think Facebook has got that much influence on can, can, can you just reference UK? the fact that his his axis of evil started, and I'm not saying anything isn't publicly factual, so I'm not saying Nick Denton from Gawker. Oh please don't go there because the guy will see me. Let sue me just me. Say this comment. Please Nick, don't go Nick down that route. To, please let me just say my sentence for God's sake. Yeah, but Nick he Denton, will come out, he will come on to me. You don't know guy. what I'm going to say. I'm okay. Uh-huh. Fine. The founder of Gawker. It's favorable to Nick Denton, by the way. Nick Denton, who ran Gawker Media, who I not, always it's thought not was Nick. It's Peter that I'm worried about. You're not going to let me answer the thing. Do I have to click the mute button on my side of the control panel? Come on. I'm a bit concerned. Nick Denton had. A war with Peter Thiel. What many people don't know, but it's public knowledge, but it's relevant to this about what my earlier comment was. Nick Denton represents, in many ways, a liberal viewpoint, let's say. He's a gay man. Peter Thiel is a gay man who is a right wing, ultra right wing, conservatively viewed person. When they went at it, Peter Thiel used his wealth and influence in the right wing things to crush a similarly situated, oriented man who's gay. When objectively, it could be argued, being outwardly gay is not something that the GOP is known for, just like being a black person or a woman or any of those other things. So what I'm suggesting is, it's really odd, but if you look at the origin story, it's like a self-loathing kind of, I will show everybody how not this or that I am by crushing those people and joining the other team. And yeah, it's, it's just an my, odd psychological yeah. process.
1: I just want to point out, Peter, don't sue me because I've got most my got I've got most of my, <laughs> assets. No, got, a, most of my assets outside of the US. It's just a factual
4: uh, statement. It says in his own biography that they're both gay. They never stopped That's, They
1: never. They never stop Peter from suing people.
4: Uh, um, so we're going to go. Sorry, Sally, you're, but you're, you're under by, public I'm commentary I, protection here. I, I'm going go,
3: I have nothing of value to right, say about
4: right, Peter
1: Teal. So, well, please. we're going we're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back in a minute. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding? Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's launch flows. Launch flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Alamator or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful.
2: I'm Bertha. An AI based writing assistant to help you write better content on your WordPress website. In just a few clicks you can ask me to help you write outstanding content for your website that's guaranteed to convert, from blog posts to landing pages, to product pages. Never be left with that blank page again. You can try me for free on Bertha.ai. See you soon.
1: We're, we're coming back. Vito looks in a state of shock. Uh, Robert, there we go. But
4: um, <laughs> you can but go if, on about Elizabeth this and Elizabeth that. But if you name the name of Nick Denton, somehow you're like, Calling up I on just six, don't six, want six, Peter, Peter... It's the six 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 show. You're worried about Bezos coming out of your pocket. You're or not just
1: Pizza right? is notorious for fool. you can't sue somebody for
4: naming their name in a public commentary on a blog post. I just right, named yeah. his name, and I'm referring to his own right. public statement.
1: Thank you for clarifying that. Thank Spencer. you. I really appreciate. I really, really,
4: appreciate, I really appreciate you. Uh,
1: before we go into our next story, I just want to tell <laughs> you if you want to keep up with the this show the recommendations from the panel and a a personal editorial for me every week. You need to sign up for the WP Tonic newsletter. And you do that by going to Uh, WP Tonic slash newsletter and you'll be able to sign up. And it's well worth it to see uh, my notorious remarks in my newsletter. And they're pretty notorious. Uh, um, On to the next story. Um much more calmer story. I'm sure Vito would be much more happier. Uh, CMS, e-commerce, blah, 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 WordPress maintaining market leads, Shopify gaining. What did you
2: make of this story, Vito? Uh, first of all, the reason why, because I, I have no idea what you guys were talking about. It is like the other side, yeah, literally, to me. Um, so... Um, this is my area, you know. Let's talk about websites. Let's talk about business. Uh, so here we can see, basically, in this article, that uh, Shopify is gaining momentum over um, over WordPress. But it basically, the, the 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 research was done on all kinds of different technologies, and this is really cool to see. Um, more more interesting to me was how React was taking over uh, compared to the other technologies um, or the other JavaScript. Um, um, frameworks. Um, but I, I get it. You know, I get why those uh, those hosted solutions uh, would be a more appealing um, go-to-market approach for uh, for people that are starting um, a shop right now, which is the majority of uh, the people that have transitioned through COVID, they had to go somewhere. Right, So they could either go to Shopify and have a website done with an onboarding wizard in like three clicks, um, or they could go to WordPress and try to figure it out and pay thousands. Well, I
1: think, I think the only thing, I'm sorry to interrupt, Vito, but I think you're, you're touching an area um, that's interesting because I, I just want your response to this. I think you're oversimplifying how simple it is to set up a Shopify Um, e-commerce store, and the the reason why I feel you're doing that is that you're a very experienced web professional. And um, on the other hand, your criticism of WooCommerce, which Spencer's pointed out, it's probably overemphasized, but also there's an element of truth to it because it's um, because some of the things Spencer remarked, it's a freaking nightmare to set up WooCommerce. It should be made a lot easier. So I, yeah, I just you think you've got to take those on. two things into what I yeah. think the Shopify propaganda machine is very effective, but right. it just depends on how much
2: prior experience you've had. I, I can see where you're coming from, Jonathan. Uh, I, I had the, the opportunity to set up a few of these shops. Uh, it is a lot easier than setting up a Woo shop, that's for sure. Um, I would say it's like 10 times easier. Um, it still takes some time, but it is 10 times easier than to figure out which plugin should I buy. Should I buy from WooCommerce? Should I buy from Yith? Should I go to Code Canyon? Should I get it from Yeah? But
1: that's linked to what Spencer's been trying to point out consistently that there needs to be some uh, some better, some better of- system around yeah, that because it's
2: a major problem, isn't it? But even more than this, as you go and you install it and you're getting dropped into the gray dashboard area. So again, for us, it makes perfect sense because we've been we've been at it since the gray screen. Uh, you know, since the uh, looking at a grey screen was pretty much how our operating systems on Windows or Mac used to look like, uh, but then everything else kind of moved forward. And uh, with WordPress, you still land on that green screen that made sense in 2012. Uh, uh, you know, for, for as the first experience that you that you go through, uh, and then what? And then you would pay someone to manage this and worry about security. And so there's the the flexibility is there. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying everyone should go to Shopify, but what I'm saying is that the newcomers should.
1: The yeah, that- um,
2: but I think I totally
1: agree with you. But the problem is, is that you get uh, if you but. I've said this before, and I'm going to put this over to Sally. I've said this before about Shopify, but it's very difficult. Shopify is a great starting point. But then, because you spent time setting it all up, you get sucked into the Shopify ego system. And the more you get sucked in, the more you're going to have to kiss the ring. And like what Spencer right. pointed out about his previous business career, so you're, you're, you're building in, a business yeah. on somebody
2: else's so you're property. You're at, at the middle of the point, because my yeah. point is that the, 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 the people that are starting off should. The people that already have a business should move out and own their infrastructure. And they already have something. They already are generating revenue. So might as well have the flexibility and the ability to scale uh, with a system that is your own. Then you can go through the pain. It's like I wouldn't pay for an enterprise grade product uh, w- when I'm when I just want to launch uh, whatever, sell a, a, a PDF. You know, you don't need all of this fuss. You go to Gumroad, right? You go to something like this. So, um, so there's stages in the journey, yeah. and what this this is showing to me is that it's mostly around the um, the fact that a lot of people are going ecom over the past couple of yeah. years. Uh, and they're doing the right thing by starting off with a system that will accommodate their starter business. Um, I think that eventually they're going to need to move out to whatever. It could be WordPress. Uh, Some people go to Magento or custom self-hosted CMS that you can manage. Yeah, sure. So, Spencer, isn't this the crux
1: of all this about Gutenberg, blah, 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 that automatic should have got a hosted, a proper hosted WooCommerce solution two years ago. And they're poncing around and wasting a load of money time is just a sign of the weakness of Automatic and their higher management, really. Because isn't this a, a golden ability? They could have made a ton of money and they should have just got on with it.
4: I remember once I was reading a Gawker Media article about WordPress, and no, but uh, in all seriousness, I agree entirely. Sally got that one. Uh, Vito's point is 100% what I agree with, but what I think we're saying in parallel is this sort of simplicity and sexiness and, you, you know, here's what you get and how to use it approach that both Shopify and Wix and Weebly and Squarespace all deliver is what's missing from the entire WordPress experience and more particularly from WooCommerce because I live and breathe all day long in WooCommerce and I know how to make that deliverable and it does require (laughs) a lot of work, like a lot of work. And it's not so much that it needs to be hosted, but it needs to be that they need to approach it in a product marketing way. In other words, the old Seth Godin, why do people buy a drill It's it's to put the picture on the shelf of their kids. They need to approach that's what they're selling. But because the development team and Mike Jolly are so brilliant, almost to the savant level, WooCommerce in particular is a Home Depot experience where it's like just about the capabilities. But nobody is addressing the end result in a way that is similar to Shopify. And I think even as of this morning, I was getting comments on various things that I interact with in the community because of launch flows and so forth. I'm leaving for Shopify because WooCommerce let me down. I'm leaving for Shopify because WooCommerce is too hard. But I want to caution that there's one caveat to that. The sexiness of locking oneself into a gilded cage with the beginnings of a business comes potentially at a high cost. You could be more successful than you realize on Shopify, and then you are locked into Shopify. Whereas if you suffer through or otherwise get help to start in WooCommerce, your future is always yours. And I think that's something I've been preaching s- since 2006. Um, you pay now or pay later. But I cannot agree more with Vito that just like we we're talking about the other experiences, they need to address this. And this is some place where I spend a lot of my energy trying to help out. I mean, people come to me like, where have you been? And I'm like, I was here all along. But there's 265,000 distractions to get to the place of understanding what can be done. So today.
1: Sally, why do you think Automatic have not been able to get to grips and have a hosted WooCommerce solution that's a real competitor to Shopify.
3: Well, the thing that comes to mind is is the conversation uh, that uh, uh, Josepha had with Matt on the Matt Report um, about you know the bottlenecks are not necessarily in the number of contributors, but in the ability to manage them. And I think that Automatic has, has in a lot of ways, not adjusted to being now a fairly good-sized company uh, and and being able to organize that and, uh, and deal with it. And I don't think they've been wrong to put a lot of effort into Gutenberg, but it's not the only thing they need to put effort into. And of course, until WooCommerce, you know, fully supports the block editor, um, you know that's not going to be integrated and it's and it's going to be awkward uh, so you know i don't know specifics of uh, uh, this and why it hasn't proceeded because it seemed like you know when automatic bought woocommerce all of us were assuming that you know you were going to see uh, uh, hosted stores on on uh, <clears throat> wordpress.com that you know that that came with a fee um, and it hasn't been set up. And it may be that they're still like struggling to find uh, simplicity on the other side of complexity. Uh, that, you know, they've instituted an onboarding th- uh, tool, which I mean, it annoys us if you've got to install it 50 times in a row for clients. Um, uh, uh, but I think it is more helpful to somebody new. But if you are just uh, starting out, You've got maybe two products. you want to make a you know a, a little money on the side. Um, you don't know whether it will ever go anywhere. You know WooCom- why? Any self-hosted solution is like a ton of upfront money for maybe very little return. And although you know, over the longer term, Shopify will cost as much or more. It, it makes sense as a place to start. I mean, I started blogging. Totally. On Blogger. I, I just um, wanted to
1: say I totally agree with you, but the problem but the thing is there should be another alternative that should be on WordPress.com and it should be a great and then when you get to a certain size you can look, it's a natural, it would benefit everybody.
3: It it would. And I, I hope they do it. And I don't have any direct insight into uh why they haven't. Uh oh, Well, weather. I can tell you
1: why, because the upper leadership of Automatic isn't that good. <laughs> 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 it's really that simple. They've so. only well, built I mean, a $7.8 million, is is million company. how me. not good they are. It,
3: it, well, it's also, I mean, if you think about it, so they've had all this outside investment, and we've seen them introduce a, 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 assorted things that are that involve uh uh fees and of course you know the investors want them to make money and you would think this one would be something that the investors would say hey you are sitting on a pile more cash uh, 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 you maybe you should uh, do Well, I'll be
1: saying it. that, I'll be saying that, but a bit more directly using
0: more plain language than Shopify that, so. partner here. Can I comment?
3: Please yeah, do, Andrew.
0: Shopify is so easy, it's outrageous. Now, you're talking about Gymshark moved from Magento to Shopify. It's easy a, for you, a,
1: Andrew, because you're an experienced web
0: developer. No, I'm not that experienced. I'm a WYSIWYG web developer. But the point is, is that Shopify, But nobody talks about Etsy. You know, I'm looking at Etsy now. There's a guy there selling wallets at 18 quid. He sold 82,000 of them. If you're going to go and so just want one product, go and sell one product on Etsy. You know, there are so many solutions out there. Shopify... Instantaneously, literally within 10 minutes, you can build a store out. It won't look any good, but you can build a store out and you can change it. You can do the headers, you can do the footers, whatever. There's yeah. free themes out there. There's nothing else that you need. Put the product on, connect Shopify Pay, boom, you're selling
1: literally well, within 10 uh,
0: can you minutes. Unless um, well, you need
2: an extra plug in for the shipping and an extra plug in. Yeah, of course you, the- you
4: no, do. You don't. It gets complex. Hold on. In fairness, because I feel like this yeah. is worth mentioning. Okay. If you buy a tricycle, your kid is riding the tricycle that morning. But then within a week, your kid wants a two-speed. And then when they want more, it's a bell and a whistle and a oh, thing I on the what, sh- what happens oh. is you have to at least acknowledge mm-hmm. Shopify or one-trick pony, one-time product shipped or something could be simple as anything in the world. But as soon as you want more that's when you start to run into this friction. You're so
1: right, Spencer. I wish I had
4: done it the other way because that's that's all that I I, see all the time. But the the thing that they are doing wrong is they could package WooCommerce in ready-to-go TV dinner format. You know, here's WooCommerce if you want to sell one product. Done. May not look good, but guess what? You can still have somebody fix it later because it's on WordPress versus Shopify closed ecosystem REST API.
2: And Spencer? your we're same so spin, so, the hosting I, companies are doing exactly this um uh, over the past couple of years they're bundling up um woocommerce and l m s solutions and uh, you know all of these kind of things as as a as a package so that when you do deploy we we're like advanced users, so we go to you know we we install WordPress right we don't click the button that asks you what experience do you want to do? I want the basic, and I'll figure it out from there. Like you're saying, I don't want the wizard, right, Spencer? Uh, but uh, on, on the hosting side, it does happen already um, every day. They do take right. you through and, the and that.
4: Well, right, the, and so if, you know... if the, the WordPress, WordPress level, is what it, I'm saying. Or take if it out hosting, put it. it in
2: WordPress.
3: You'd think, we'll, you'd think Automatic could do it. Um, but, but,
4: but that's the politics, right? So, for example we have all these conversations internally, all of us together have had various forms of these conversations for our businesses and so forth. I'm saying the leadership of automatic has a giant cruise ship with a million different shows going on. And the people who are in charge of the WooCommerce team don't have a vision or an orientation towards end user results. So what happens is the authority or the authority. And so the product represents that. Whereas if somebody was a marketer, like if, any one of us, let's just say, said, this is our baby and we have to make money at it. We would have put that like end use version of this at the top of our priority list ages ago because we know that's what would compete with Shopify. Ta-da. I, it's, okay. it's, it's not um, the WordPress first plugin that not was built buttons. by
2: developers WordPress for developers and yeah. with Woo, you know?
5: Right. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the hosts, need, the so like can, down, I, uh,
1: can I say something? Say, so John, can, are you okay, John, if I moved on to the next story? Again? Yeah, move to the next one. Right. Um this is a delicious story, folks. Um a US couple I uh, have been accused of laundering four point five billion in Bitcoin um around two oh sixteen. Um, these two wackos, Dutch L- Luxenstein, and his wacko wife, alternative rapper Heather Morgan, are um um I KK rapper Razagade. I'm going to attempt something here, um, my beloved panel. So give me a second. Uh, um, so hopefully you can see this, and I'm just going to give you a sample of her mood. And I'm going to ask John, who's a bit of a rapper in what he thinks of her musical ability.
5: It's much original. For the entrepreneurs and hackers, all the mischief and smart slackers. Cross the con, such a better win. Come real hard, but don't
2: know where I'm headed. Motherfucking crocodile of Wall Street. Silver on my fingers and boots on my feet.
3: Always be a joke. You know? I don't know. I, I think I heard this uh on, uh, uh, on a Zoom bombing call. <laughs> spirit of a revolutionary power of a dictator left
1: to be contrary Well, that's enough of that. So, that, John... That the rest of the show
4: or just... Uh,
5: so, John, so, John, what, what do you... First of all, what do you think of her uh, rapper ability, John? Do, do you guys remember Creation from, like, the early 2000s? She's like that, but not as good.
1: no. No, she she needs to get, well, she did have another job laundering Bitcoin, didn't she? I thought that
3: stuff wasn't supposed to happen with Bitcoin.
1: Uh, Well, they managed to find
3: a way. I thought the whole purpose of the existence of Bitcoin was essentially to to launder money. They got a
4: hold of somebody's Bitcoins. They didn't break it or crack it. They got a hold of the wallet or something.
1: So, Vito, as a top quality, you know, a true like John, John's amateur, but you were a professional musician. (laughs) Um, to start off with, Vito, what do you think of her musical ability? She's great. <laughs> <laughs> great. Five stars. <laughs> give her five stars to you. Douze points. Douze. Yeah, a, well, I love the name, though. Mm. You know, you got to give her, you know, Reza Garne. So, Spencer, um
4: you know they did track it I thought this Did bitcoin. they get the bitcoin back? They said they got back the ransom, but did they get back the the bitcoins because even if they go to jail, we could be looking at like uh you know the Sackler family where they made 100 billion dollars in oxycodone profits so They got a 10 million dollar fine. Like there's a problem here if they don't get the money back. It's like we work, you know. Yeah, but don't Three billion dollars um, is a lot of worth a lot of jail time for most. Well, people.
1: seemingly they were trying to launder it by buying Walmart um, um, gift cards all over North America
4: and that. I, I um, think that's interesting. They couldn't get rid of it because it was probably serialized in some way that they could track at least one of the keys, maybe or something like that.
1: Well, seemingly um, they've gone to all these black um, websites um, to, to get advice and that, and seemingly they had. The keys, um, these two uh, wackos had their keys in a Dropbox folder. That was unsecure. Or <laughs> was lovely. Uh, um, But seriously, Spencer, isn't this a real sign of... I sense that Bitcoin and all these wackos that made a load of money and moved to Puerto Rico are... Um, this whole Bitcoin thing has the ability to take the whole market down because if these two wackos with their Russian, um, the Russians behind them, I've, I sense uh, um, if they can default it to 4 billion plus dollars, isn't it a sign that they could take the whole system down? I mean, it's sort Lord, of like I the
4: hope Tom- the Russians are more professional than it, that. Th- this is, this is more like uh, either one of the original or new Thomas crown affair movies. It's, If you look at artwork, you know, historically, it was always like the big heist is the, you know, Van Gogh is going to be stolen. Well, it's not the Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency that's the problem. It's the intermediaries who were storing it in a Dropbox folder, which highlights you should be very careful who you use as an intermediary or like the guy who right now I think is still offering the town like $100 million to let them filter all the garbage in their dump to find the key that he threw out that has... $4 $4 billion of whatever on it. It's that you can literally lose your entire fortune in, in the size of like, you know, something that fits in your pocket or that comes from your website. And I think that's the interesting thing. Not everybody's at risk. the proof that money is essentially imaginary. Like the FDIC insures you for $250,000 per account. If you have a shit ton of money, you spread it out over tons of accounts. There doesn't seem to be a mechanism for that in Bitcoin. If you lose one little storage device, you theoretically, you know, are done. And so, I Andrew, what, what do you... I what what do you, what, is money is
0: imaginary. I love it, it yeah. because it is imaginary. It's made by, you know, every time a bank lends you money, they don't actually borrow that money. They've just, right. they've just produced it out of thin air, you know. And, and as soon as we realise that money is imaginary, we might exactly. stop being quite as greedy as the human race seems so, to be.
1: Andrew, but Andrew, what do you make of these two wackos, though?
0: I don't care about them. I mean, they're not in my life. I really couldn't care whether they lived or died. They have been accused of um of, of ripping off billions. I mean, they really don't they don't come into my life at all. They, I mean, you know, talent-wise, they're obviously talented people. They've managed to get four point five billion dollars worth of bitcoins. I well, mean, I they, think the
1: people behind know, the people behind them managed, you know, um to do that. I don't think their hacking abilities, they they especially Dutch and his wacko well, wife, K.K. Been Resigard,
0: but John, they haven't been convicted of it yet. They've been accused. They've, they, are, they are innocent until proven guilty. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see them, whether they get convicted or not, or whether the courts can make it work. But I think it's going to take them a few years. They're under house arrest. So they're not, they're not in jail.
5: They're under (laughs) house arrest with. with But but
3: do they have access to computers? Yeah, rich people
5: are always on house arrest. (laughs) That's so true, John, isn't it? It's so
1: true. House arrest, you can nick, well, be accused of nicking 4.5 billion. But if you steal, if you're a black person and you steal from Walmart, you probably get killed by some copper, won't you? Uh, um, So there you go. Three years
5: in Rikers. Yeah,
1: there we go. So, Sally, what do you think of these these two? Well, inter- I, I inter- think the inter- story
3: is entertaining, but, it, I, you know, I don't actually know much about it. I, I do not own any crypto. Um, and uh, uh, I think that especially right now, while it's so, uh, you know, flavor of the month and and get rich quick, that it, it's an area that's really ripe for scams. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see more of them.
1: Yeah, it's scam city when it comes to Bitcoin, doesn't it? So let's, um, I want to We're running out of time, so let's go up to our recommendations of the week. And I've got one. If you're in Elemator, and I am, um, if you're looking for cloud templates, I share your template kits. Um, I've got a great service, and it's called Template.ly. Um, so if you want some um template kits and share them with clients, um have a look at this solution. So Vito, Vito, have you got something you want
2: to recommend to the tribe? Yes, I have two things actually. One is uh, uh it was supposed to be the next story that we missed out on, which was uh Convesio, uh that are now taking things to the next level, uh just raised five million. Uh, and um, uh, uh, their service is just brilliant. Uh, For high-volume websites, uh, uh, this is, I think, the best solution that is currently on the market for managed hosting. Uh, We ran the summit there. We're going to run the summit through them as well this year. Uh, So... I guess I'll just stick with that. Convesio is my recommendation. If you have an e-com site or an event site that has a bunch of people trying to hit the button at the same time, you need them. Yeah, great hosting provider. Tom's a great
1: guy. Um, yeah, thanks for that, Vito, because we were running, but we, I want to keep this not war and peace, but thanks for doing that, Vito. Um, Spencer, what's your recommendation for the trial? Uh,
4: two of them. One is that I anybody who's, interested in our conversation of WooCommerce, the future of agency work and stuff, should definitely check out the Atarim Summit, which is coming up. It's free to attend. Then there's an all-access pass. Uh, I and a bunch of other people will be speaking as to these very types of topics as it involves the future of WordPress for people who make a living. Uh, So definitely check it out. It was huge last year. It will be even better this year. And it's free to attend live. So you got nothing to lose. Uh, also, the plugin was just one I use as a utility, which was the com. which if you're curious to know who's hacking into your site, even if they're supposed to be there, it keeps track of all the busy bees working around so that nobody gets angry with the boss and gives away the keys to your cryptocurrency. And if they do, at least you'll be able to get them.
1: Yes, don't store them in a non-secure Dropbox folder. That's my tip, right. folks. Um, Sally, what... <laughs> Sally, what is your recommendation for the tribe?
3: Uh, my recommendation is uh, 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 uh which stands for something like deep language or deep learning. Uh, but I was on a Zoom call with meetup organizers in th- three different parts of Switzerland that speak three different languages and multilingual websites were under discussion. And I mentioned I had... You know, one client who uses basically the you know, like the Google Translate app, and they're like, "No, if you're going to do AI, at least go to DeepL." Um, and uh, there are uh, various of the uh, translation and multilingual plugins yeah, integrate with it, um, and there's a few plugins specific to it.
1: Do you think Swiss people are the best educated? Because they, all the Swiss I've ever met, they speak four languages fluently, at least, don't they? The they my, imp-
3: my impression was that, in fact, not everybody is fluent in all of those languages. And one of the person was talking about the uh, the Rosti Divide, uh, that there's, there's a river that basically runs along the boundary of the French-speaking and, and German-speaking. And, like, once you cross the river, uh, uh, you will encounter some disdain for being, a you know, uh, a more native speaker of the other language.
1: Oh, well, thank you for that. There we go. John, have you got a record? <laughs> it's,
3: like re- la- it's like
1: being like language, Reno, language,
3: Language-wise, everyone
1: That's so is true. better
3: educated than the Americans.
1: Well, all the Swiss I knew, they were always super uh, bright and educated, and made me. But it's so simple to make I'm an idiot. So there we go. Uh, um, John Locke, my beloved friend, have you got something to recommend to the? Yeah, team?
5: so there's a there's a discussion going on on the WordPress boards. Uh, never, it, never. Yeah, the community board <sighs> talking about diversity in. Uh, Community events, so worth checking out. Just, right. just read it and get caught. Make sure. People. Can
1: you make sure it's in the Slack channel for me? They had to be.
0: Uh, uh, they had to be kicked to make that post, though. Which is, uh, you know, I think that needs to be said is that we need to, um, you know, Ali Simmons worked hard to get that kind of post put up, and uh, you worked hard, John. And um,
5: there's you know, more people are. than that. I mean, there's like a whole wealth of talent. Out yeah. there that we we don't I'm just, see. I'm just,
0: no, I'm just mentioning the people yeah. that I know, John. I don't, you know, I know okay. that there was a yeah, yeah. campaign on it, but basically, um, you know, we look at us. There's there's not one.
5: It's Mayo us, Nation here. You know, look,
1: look, I have on my heart, Andrew.
0: Yeah, we
5: I we invite. Done, I have invite done more outreach.
1: Are, but anyway. I have done more to try and get females and other groups on this podcast. And um, I haven't had a you lot know, of if response. you refer
3: to us as females, it sounds like you think we're animals,
5: women. I am not
3: responding when,
5: when I need that, to fill Sally. out the form,
2: I am other, so I think I take the <laughs>
1: yeah, right, fair enough. Uh, I'm digging a hole, but I'm, I'm good at that. Well, uh, yeah, um,
3: it's kind of hard to say here. Come on, my otherwise all white panel without it, you know, people saying, So you want a token, A? Eh? Um, even when I that's say? not how it's I, intended. I,
1: I'm, a, I, I'm an awful person, Sally. That
0: no, it's, awful.
3: I mean, it's, you know, it, it's not an easy problem to solve. Just, just
0: be aware that I'm two percent of the world's population. I am a unicorn, blue-eyed, and ginger. I always
1: knew that, Andrew, that you're a unique unicorn, a dying breed. So hey, Andrew, can we get back to the subject? what, what what's your recommendation? Well, talking of
0: ginger and orange and everything, big orange network. They've got them talking about summits and everything. I think it's worth supporting uh, a charity that is is it has and always had will be championing championing diversity diversity in talent um mental health uh, well-being training everything they they really do make a large uh, contribution to the wordpress ecosphere in as much as trying to look after people and making sure that people are represented uh wordfest live march the 4th 2022 um it's it's big. It's a big fest- big festival of celebration of. Yeah, of make the sure,
1: make sure the links in Slack for it's, us, Andrew. Oh, yeah. that'd be great. Well, panel, thank you so much. Um, tribe, if you want to get more involved in the discussion and be more involved, with the tribe go to the WP Tonic Facebook Mastermind Group. Page. It's got the longest title of any page on Facebook. Uh I can't even pronounce it myself, but it's a great group. Join us there. I'll post videos, comments. Andrew and Spencer get involved on there as well. Please join us and be even more involved in the tribe. Panel, thank you for the contribution. It's been a great show. Vito, um, he's coming, but he always comes back, even though he always looks totally what the fuck <laughs> hell is all this about? <laughs> Look at his face. But <laughs> he uh, um, come, always comes back from it's all.
2: It's like, like, you know. Well, uh, yes, like,
3: that, that plus I see the gray hair increasing. Fatherhood is right. challenging, eh? <laughs>
2: and and I'm, I'm tired. It's the end of the week, you know. I've been working really hard this week, yeah. so I'm ready but to this, just this, lay down.
1: This, 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 I, there's an evil side to me panel when, when we get guests yeah. and they have that gaze look what the fuck hell am I on here <laughs> and, um, I always get a, I always get a buzz from it it's such a train wreck of a show Shot but I love frame. it but I love it so much uh, <laughs> we'll see you soon folks bye,
4: Cheers. bye. thanks for listening to the WP Tonic podcast the podcast that gives you a dose of wordpress medicine twice a week